This is a HeadGum Podcast. Welcome to The Garage. Welcome to The Throwback Podcast. Dan Hans is here along with my bosom buddy, Bob Kistrone. Yeah, we're in the garage. Hi, Dan. Hi. Hey. Hi. Hey. I mean, I introduced you. I said hello. Yep, yep. And then you were going to dive into a bit, but there was a common courtesy to handle before. Yeah, you, I had to say hi. But you caught yourself. I did. I respect that. I did. You know, you have the podcast reps. You've done this a lot. Mm. I'm still a newbie. I am. I'm still getting my little feet wet. Still learning how to do this whole podcast thing. Yeah. You are an old grizzled veteran. <laughs> That's definitely true. Definitely grizzled. Uh, a lot of people out there have been wondering. Thousands of people hit me up. Uh, his name is Bob. Uh, Robert? Uh, or is it? Nobody uh, has, hit you, nobody has uh, no. hit you up about this. Nobody has hit you up On his this. birth certificate, Bob. And you're yep. the last of a dying breed, my friend. How does that feel? I mean, everything's cyclical. It'll come back. There'll be a whole generation of bobs coming in like the 20s, like, 30s. On some level, you are kind of a throwback, though. Like you're more of the uh, era of like Herb and Glenn and uh, Carl. It's like a Mad Men era, like Bob. Yeah. Like Bob from accounting. Did you ever, you have two sons. Did you ever like entertain the thought of doubling up Bob? Well, it's complicated because. My name is Bob, but I'm named after my grandfather, whose name was Sabatino. Don't care. You started this whole conversation, <laughs> and you asked me a question that I am now answering. You have Go to ahead. care a little Go bit. Go ahead. I'm sorry. So he's Sabatino. His nickname was Bob. Right. So they named me Bob after him. So would my kid be Bob Jr. or some sort of weird Bob the Third kind of thing? Yeah. So- all that being said, no, I would not. I would not bestow my name on anybody else. They don't deserve that. I gave yeah. I gave them better names that are like real names. In my history, like I remember growing up, and um, anyone that I was friends with uh, that I would call on the phone, and this is a different era now, of course, when you would have to call someone's home phone number to get in touch with them. Um, if you called the family that had a uh, the same name for the father and the son, and the mother picked up. Or sometimes the sister, but it was usually the mother. And be like, "Oh, can I talk to Rich, Junior, or Senior?" <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. Anyway, who cares? Uh, well, well, a lot of people don't know though, Dan, that you know your name, Dan, is actually short for Dantana. Like a lot of people just assume it's Daniel. That's true. That's Dantana. True. And you bring up Dantana. Thank you, Bob. Jackie Daytona. Ooh. I want to just let everyone know um, uh, that the intro to our show every week. Uh, that is a, the lead single from uh, Jackie D- Daytona uh, is a, a Texas-based uh, band that um, I really like their stuff, and I'm close friends, actually, with the lead singer. Name dropper. Jack Doyle. Um, Ooh, if you go to JackieDaytona.com, you can learn more ab- about there. They have a new album coming out in January. Also, uh, look up that name on Facebook or Instagram and, and uh, just check in what's going on with them. Uh, big fans of Jackie Daytona, and uh, I'm glad that they open every episode for us. Bob, I did I did not realize it was a band. I thought it was one person named Jackie Daytona. So I learned something. <laughs> there you in go. This episode, Thank everyone's you. learning. Uh, okay, Bob. Okay. Are you ready? 
I'm ready. So tonight's going to be a little different because uh, when I got here, you said uh, I had sent an email about what album do you want to do? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, you ignored it for most of the day. Most of it, yep. And then when I got here, uh, you said, I don't give a fuck. Mm-hmm. Dealer's choice. This is, this is the first uh, ever dealer's choice night of the throwback podcast, which means figure it out, dumbasses. It means Man, so go fuck mean. yourself. So mean. It means you know what it means. It means I'm going to pick an album. Dan doesn't know what it is. Yes. And whether I, I could absolutely hate whatever you choose, I but I have to go along with it. Yeah, I wouldn't do that to you. I don't think you're going to absolutely I might do it. that to you when it's my turn. But right now, you're going to go with something that I don't. I have no clue what it's going to be. I'm very excited. Why don't we? Do you want to start by telling me when? This special album came out? Of course, Dan. We are going back. And by the way, everybody listening knows, because it's going to be the name of the episode, but you don't know that we are going back to oh, right. October. That's actually a little like so there is a fly flyer. in the ointment. There's right kind there. of a big flyer. But you don't know. This is real. This is like new to you. Now, we are, also, this idea is not so great. The audience and I, we all know this together right now. That's we, true. We all know that we're going back to October 1997. And you know what? Now it's good again. Because I was about to be out on it. I was even like thinking, should we stop down the show? But no. No, you're back. It's actually even cooler that the millions of people that are listening to our show and you know, and I don't. We all all have this together. You're on the outside. I'm the dumbass. We're all laughing at you behind your back. Total dumbass. Go fuck myself. Yes. Okay. Good branding throughout. Okay. So So what do we got? We're going to October 1997. I already know what it is. You don't know what it yes, is. It's Jumbo Wumba. <laughs> you're probably right <laughs> that that came out around that time. But um, sadly, it is not. Uh, do you want to know what was happening in October 97, Dan? I lived it, buddy, but let's hear. Uh, not a lot. Yeah. Right then, right there. Like, I found nothing worth talking about. Like, the Marv Albert case was kind of wrapping up. Like, Marv Albert, the announcer. Yeah, when he bit the he bit prostitute. Somebody. The lady of the night. And then they got, like, fired. That case was wrapping up, but that was really the only notable news story. That was, and I just want to say, if you're a sports fan, one of the great travesties is Michael Jordan's last NBA titles, NBA finals victory when he uh, pushed off on Byron Russell and hit the game-winning jump shot against the Jazz. Bob Costas called that. Mm. Not Marv Albert, Bob Costas. All because he bit somebody. Yeah. Then she ripped his toupee off. Yes. And when she was escaping the room, I guess we shouldn't make light of it. It was a an assault that he was actually convicted of, or, or I think. But uh, I think it he is got funny. off, but he got fired. It's pretty funny. It's pretty funny. Okay. What well, else? and there was nothing else going on, so that was like a big news story at the time. Yep. Um, the actress Bella Thorne was born that month. Didn't John Denver die in October 1997? Not on my research. Maybe <laughs> maybe he did, but it did not come up on the two websites I visit um, for okay. movies. Yep. Boogie Nights came out. Yes, I actually just saw there was a retrospective um, piece that I read, uh, the twenty year anniversary. Yeah, oh shit! It just I didn't even realize that it's twenty years this month because it's October right now. It is. We're really smart. More like Rocktober. Because so... here at the Throwback Podcast, <laughs> we love to rock out in the garage. What? Yep. So uh, Boogie Nights came out, and this movie. Don't you see? He's got us now. Okay, this is exactly what he wants. We can't go to the police, not now. He's made sure of that. He's just out there and he's watching us and waiting. What are you waiting for, huh? <laughs> what are you waiting for? I loved um, the 90s in general. It was yeah. a great example. That is, of course, <laughs> I know what you did last yes. summer. Yes. Um, 
so that 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 heavy moment in that film uh in which so the it was a drunk driving incident involving freddie prince jr jennifer love hewitt and uh, ryan felipe ryan felipe galar sarah michelle galar right yeah uh, they run down some dude and then they try to forget about it. And then he comes back from the dead and um, he's got and a hook proceeds. Yeah, he got a hook. He's a fisherman and he starts killing them all one by one. It's not a bad teen slasher premise, but I like that. What are you waiting for? And I still remember like the crane shot. Yeah. Which is only used for like maximum like um, angle for her titties. That's yeah. all that was. That that shot alone in got us. In the rain, us. of that, course. Of course. That shot alone got us to the theater. Maximum titties angle. And, you know, <laughs> the buxom and the white tee, very tight, in the driving rainstorm. That, th- that's what a good slasher film is supposed to do. Maximum titties is the name of my favorite slasher movie. So, <laughs> And can I just tell you something, Rob? I you know, we were talking about this uh, recently. I'm weird with dates. John Denver died 20 years ago yesterday. Okay. Wow. Rest in peace, I buddy. never knew you were a John Denver fan. Oh, Montana, give this man a home. <laughs> give him a love, give him a life, and a woman of his own. That's what's going to get us sued. You're singing John Denver. <laughs> Nothing, None of the music we played. I only know that song because we had a music teacher in high school that I guess to show us the, the power of music or something played the song called Montana or something like that by John Denver. And then we just sat there and listened to it blasting. <laughs> I've never actually heard the song. Do you know that song? I know, I know. I think I know it from that. That's a familiar yeah. memory. Anything else, Bill? The number one song in 1997, October 1997, when this album that you don't know but we all know came out. Can I just add one more note? No. From that memory 20 years ago <laughs> yesterday, um, we found out that John Denver died, and then my dad got pulled over for speeding in upstate New York. <laughs> so- Unrelated, but it happened at the same time. Okay. Well, he was... I have nothing. To, I have nothing to add to that. Name of the song was "Wild Montana Skies." By the way, the number one song, not "Wild Montana Skies," when this album came out, was this. Dan, trying to place it. Goodbye, England's rose. <laughs> May you ever grow in our hearts. You were the greatest place to sell. <laughs> Where lives were torn To our country, and you whispered to those in pain. Now you belong. Was this was this the high point of our relationship with (laughs) overseas? Was this like the time that we were kind of like, it's all okay? It's like after you had like a big fight, like the Revolutionary War. After you had like a big fight with your girlfriend. Oh, you're talking with Mother England. Yeah, after you have like a big fight with your girlfriend. And then it's like a little time passes, and then like you're just like, come here. And you just like put your arm around her, and you're both. But what's like, your logic there? Because Elton John is British. Yeah, but this was the number one song here in America. Yeah. We embraced this, and we were like, we got you. Yeah, we love that shit. Yeah. I don't know for whatever reason our country loves uh, the royal family. It's we kind do. Of a weird thing that we're so obsessed with. Well, uh, well I can't even. I can't even imagine what it's like over there. If we like it, I don't it. think it's even as big. But I guess no, because they're like, yeah, yeah they like obviously as big. But yeah. I mean, yeah, there is certain like it's romanticized here. Or it was around in the nineties. But I just gotta say, like Elton John, like calm down a little bit. You were actually friends with Princess Diana, and you couldn't write a new song. Write a new song, bro. You weird owled it. 
Like <laughs> you just added like four new words and then you put a parentheses Princess Diana after Candle in the Wind. And what if like let's say there is an afterlife and like there's this idea that spirits and dead people are looking down upon us. Like what is Marilyn Monroe thinking? Oh yeah, like when Elton John like, "Bro, you bang me here." That was my that song. That was my song. Goodbye Norma Jean. And you know like die when she got there, she just looked at Marilyn and was like, "Hmm." <laughs> 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 she got real. Cat fights in heaven, which is Wait, also Wait, you think you think Die was being like cunty towards Absolutely. Marilyn Monroe yep. over that song being a hit. Yeah, because Marilyn probably owned the joint for like decades. Then Di gets up there and she's like, oh, I'm the hottest blonde in, in the place right now. And I got your song. Huh. What's up? Yeah. Just bad. fucking mic drop in heaven. I think it was the number one single of all time until the Titanic song. That the sounds, 90s are very strange. The 90s were a weird yeah. time, guys. All right. Which is a perfect segue. You're so good at this podcast thing, Dan. I don't. I don't even know what the album is. You don't know what the album is. Do you want to venture a guess besides Jumbawamba? October '97. October '97. Marv Albert, Bella Thorne was born. Princess Die music was rocking the, the radio. Bella Thorne thing isn't helping me at all. I don't even know who Bella I Thorne is. I figured that. Is she from Twilight? I don't know. Okay. She was like a Disney star. I worked with her this summer. She's a great girl. Okay, that's good to hear about. There you go. Uh, I'm gonna say Third Eye Blind. You are incorrect. We are, and the audience knows this already. We're going to listen to an album that I listened to a lot in 1997 and 1998. This is Time Out of Mind by Bob Dylan. I'm going to kill myself. And 1999. Bob Dylan's back. Probably well into 2000 I was listening to this album. (laughs) We have certain friends of ours who are going to be very happy to listen along with us, including our good friend Greg. Hmm. Your good friend Brian. Hmm. Less than Jake? Band I've seen in concert more than once. I had their poster hanging up in the hallway of my dorm. Okay, you're going to turn this up and I'll know what it is. This is. I like how you faded it up like it was going to be like Born to Run or something. (laughs) Like, oh! Everclears so much for the afterglow. I like Everclear. This is fine with me. Yeah, I figured it would be fine with you. I've never actually listened to an Everclear album. I just know nine of their songs. But I pretty much like every one of their songs that I know. Yeah. Except for AM Radio. AM Radio is not on this album, so we're safe. So this is... This is their sophomore album. or Well, technically it's the third album, but it's their their second album on a major label. Came out after Sparkle and Fade. And this is the first song. So much for the Afterglow. So Everclear was one of my favorite bands in high school. I they were like one of those bands that I found before they got big, so I felt like I owned them. Mm. Like I I had like a CMJ magazine that had a CD that came with it, and the song "Heroin Girl" 
from their first album was on it. And is that pre Santa Monica? Pre Santa Monica. So I loved Heroin Girl. And then I would go to the listening station at Tower Records in Nanuet and I would listen to Rest it. In peace. And that's when the first time I heard Santa Monica. And then I started calling X107, asking them to play Santa Monica before Santa Monica was ever on the radio. Wow. Like I was all in on Everclear on that album. And then when Santa Monica blew up, I was like, that's my band. I found them. I found that band. So I stuck. It's so crazy that I have not even thought of the listener station at Tower Records, at the Nanuet Tower Records, since ever since it i went there last in like 2001 it was the biggest it had like an thing. old it was like near the magazine rack they mm-hmm. had couches that they eventually took out because i think people were just chilling back there yep and then they just had a, a bunch of headphones and then like a cds that were like horizontal against the wall right every station so there was probably there was like eight stations total every station had six cds i think or eight cds and you would press the number you would press the one that you wanted to listen that's amazing to, and you could listen to the whole cd you could stand there for 45 minutes and listen there's to the something CD. very like quaint about it looking back on it now but also so great it was like you would go to this record store you would see what was out there so sometimes you would go there with no like idea where you would end up landing and you would go back there and you could go like listen to these different could you listen to the entire album if you wanted to yeah yeah it was like they just had the cd just there for you and it was a way to discover music. It was a way if you were like, I remember they had Purple by Stone Temple Pilots at uh, one of the listening stations and going there because it got like bad mixed reviews at the time. Mm. I remember standing there listening like, am I going to spend $14 on this? You know, like it was a very like tough decision. It would be cool. Like if you could go to like, if you could travel back in time. That would be cool, Dan. Not to stop, not to stop 9-11 or anything. Ooh. So not, not like. <laughs> Good Force 9-11 ref. Thanks. So I'm not saying like a, a like a big thing. You can't stop 9/11. You can't save JFK. Um, you can't like stop Donald Trump from running for president. Trump shot. Nice. Now you're really it. you're nailing this. Um, but you can like go to some place in time. Okay. Um, you would go to a listening station at Tower Records. No, I might go to Tower Records in 1997. <laughs> the one in Nanuet. Just because that's the one I knew. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And just spend the day there and just live in the moment there. And I'm I'm a person from the future. Okay. And I'm just in this space. Everyone else is in 1997. I can't do any butterfly effect shit. No. But I can just live in that space. It'd be kind of like amazing. That would be pretty amazing. And then what would you do? Would you go to the Barnes and Noble next door too? I would go to Barnes. No. If you step outside the Tower Records, butterfly Uh, effect. Oh. Okay. And California breaks into the Pacific Ocean. Right, right. Obviously. And the movie Butterfly Effect never comes out. Never comes out. And, and Ashley Kutcher gets one more star vehicle that turns him into the biggest star in Hollywood. And it's not Butterfly Effect. It is not. Oh. He'll, he'll pick like bad boys instead. Martin Lawrence and Ashton Kutcher? Yes. <laughs> wow. <laughs> the, the, chron- the chronology there is a little off. But all right. Anyway, so so much for the afterglow. Um, that's track one. Uh, I know this next track. You didn't know a lot of these. Oh yeah, Dan is Dan is dancing. We got some everything for everyone. Yeah. Everything. Well, this is like the the curse and the blessing of Everclear to, to me anyway, as someone that was a casual fan. Which is, um, this song is really good, 
But to me, like, all the songs were basically the same variation of this exact song. They got a little into that that guitar that's going to come back in a second. Yeah, that doo-doo-doo-doo thing. They started doing it too much. But this was the first song that did that. Right. But then there's another, like, big hit later in this album where it's the same thing. Yeah. And then it pops up. I feel like, like they the next album like did it again. Six songs that sounded like this one, but props to this one. This is the first one. Should we listen to it? Yes, we should. Okay. It's like he found that sound. He was like, "That's it, guys. That's it." Make sure we just string this through the album. The do new do news. People are gonna fucking love it. I like it. Ever you know his he, Art Alexakis? Is that what it was? Yes. A very unhappy man, based on his lyrics, at least the singles. Yeah, he had a messed up life. He was uh, bad childhood, you know, bad drug addict, recovered. My father is mine. And, you know, he's like, I'm going to die in the Santa Monica Ocean. Like, he had issues. Yeah. Santa Monica Ocean. Yeah. Like, all, if, you're, if you're from around you, that's what we call it. If, like, all of the Counting Crows songs are just about, like, relationships that kind of fell apart or never happened, all of uh, the Ever, uh, every Everclear song is about a girlfriend that died of uh, ODing and, like, a dad that hated him and drowning in the, the 90s, ocean. Though. You could get a, that was okay. You could build an entire career around that. Yeah, with like a nice little happy guitar in the background. Well, I like this part. This is a part. Yeah, why won't you ever run? Bring it back. Bring back the woo-woo. This is the first single? This was the first single. Yeah, it makes sense. First single following up Santa Monica, which was such a tremendous song. One of, I think, one of the best songs of the 90s. Santa Monica is absolutely a standard bear, and any best of the 90s mix that doesn't have Santa Monica on it is not complete. Yes. So I stand behind that song. Thanks, Dan. It's nice to hear you say nice things about Everclear, because in the 90s when um, they were one of my favorite bands, yeah, you made fun of them a lot. I did, and it was always like, you know, basically that that same... Wee -woo -wee -woo. They were on the radio a lot. They were. At they this had a time. lot of singles. I wonder if anybody listening, born in 1990, knows Everclear. I don't think they've really carried over. It seems like they don't really have certain bands. Like uh, this is maybe not a good example, but like Pearl Jam, as an example. Like even though they might not have radio hits anymore, people know who they are. As popular as Everclear were, I don't know if they really have carried over in the sense of like leaving any type of legacy are they still on the radio like do you, will you still like land on a father of mine on some pandora stations maybe like if you listen to like like lithium which is like a 90s station basically on sirius you'll hear that but if you're gonna hear a song it's gonna be santa monica right most of the time but uh i don't know this album went multi-platinum is that true it is wow Multi. That means more than one. Day. This ne this is this is troubling. Again, I've never actually listened to a full Everclear album. Track three, which usually is like prime space for, you know, the, uh, this is like my favorite song on the album type thing, is actually called Ataraxia 
parentheticals media intro. <laughs> I want to hear this whole thing. It's 35 seconds. All right, you got it. Here it comes. The whole thing. The whole thing. Today, medical science recognizes that some folks aren't helped by relaxing exercises. Mm -hmm. In cases of difficult tension and nervous apprehension, doctors are now prescribing medicine. Didn't Nirvana do this better? Like five right. years it earlier? Those Probably. Fear they're about to quit feel like they're ready to begin. Let, let's, uh, we're almost there. Let's just see it ramp right into the next. Maybe it's I was thinking of Vitology. Kind of they went back and right. found that. And then Not a Surf did it with Unpopular. Like finding those. Well, Not old, a Surf turned it into a fucking masterpiece with Unpopular. Finding like the old PSAs and the old 50s type things and having fun with it. All right. The next, I guess, proper track is Normal Like You. Right, so that was the cue for, you know, just to tee up this whole song. Yeah, totally was, necessary that that was there. It gives you the context you need, sure, Dan, sure. to One understand that, you know, this is a song about taking pills to be normal like you. Prozac. Ooh, interesting. This is like an Everclear fan favorite. Is it? I, I mean, I, it kind of sounds like a Soul Asylum B-side. I'm not on the Everclear message boards so much these days. Buddy, yeah. But, uh, you were, though, at some point, though, right? Oh, in 99, when that was, like, happening, I was still in. Yeah. What was the name of the um, the top Everclear oh, message I board? no idea. Oh, the message board names are always good. Like, the the County Crows one was AnnaBegins.com. Yes. Uh, were there any other ones that you were on regularly? No, not really. I, I remember the U2 like, one was interference.com. <laughs> it was always like, it was trying to, it was never like two on the nose typically. It was something. It was, yeah, it had to be for the fans. Yeah, it was for the fans by the fans. Maybe it was normal like you dot geocities <laughs> for Everclear. Well, what do you think about this song? Um, I like it. I still like it. So is this, if you go to an Everclear concert, if you're on like the the rock cruise uh, <laughs> that's taking you through Barbados, all right, that was like a little bit of an underhanded shot. Which, Ever, by the way, it's, it's by the way, feel free. Marx's I'm playground. not going to defend Everclear, <laughs> so you can take as many shots as you want. Because they were there, they were like at the heart of one of the biggest feuds of the aughts, right? Which was the two like has been '90s rock cruises that were warring. <laughs> no, give us a little background. Take take the listener on a little ride, Bob, between the biggest feud. Can we get in into rock. the next song while I do this? Because right. there's like there there's probably too many. No, we can't. The song is actually a good song, so okay. we have to. Or we could come back. Let's to put it. a pin Let's in. Cycle that. back. Let's yeah. cycle back to the Sugar Ray v Everclear feud. Okay, here we go. Next track. Um, again, this track is "I Will Buy You a New Life," and it, forgive me for thinking it's the same song as "Everything to Everyone," <laughs> it's but not the here same it comes. It's already so different. Is it though? Yes. Here is the money that I owe you. Yes, you can pay the bills. 
Having trouble paying the bills, man. I hate those people who love to tell you money is the root of all the kills. They have never been poor. They have never, never been like the white trash Christmas. Welfare Christmas. <laughs> welfare Christmas. <laughs> you know, like they were on welfare trying to have a Christmas. It's oh, yeah, sad. Yeah. This um, is such a good song. No, I like the song. This is a such lot. a great 90s song. I think this song the well got poisoned a little bit because Everything to Everyone was a constant presence on K-Rock, uh, which was the modern rock station in New York in the late 90s. And then this like might have followed it up directly. This or, followed it up directly and was so much bigger. It's a much bigger song, and it's a much better song, but it's kind of similar. Let's listen to the chorus. I will buy you a garden. I want to try something. All right, ready? So this is I'll Buy You a New Life. Wait, keep it up, keep it up. It's going to be a little jagged, listeners, but you'll be with us. I already don't like what you're about to do. All right, here we go. I'm going to go in the same part of the song. All right, this is everything to everyone. Okay, let me get to the chorus. This is a mess. Is there a chorus? So, not really. This oh, here it is. Here it yeah. is. Okay, and now let's go back now to I Will Buy You a New Life. I feel like you could have done this if you were actually organized. You could have made this point, but it's not working. Well, I'm not going to like build like a YouTube clip. Like Some things don't need to be prosecuted. Like Everyone kind of uh, agrees in, uh, in general if you're... A fan of 90s music. These songs are very simple. If you turn this garage into like a Charlie Day, <laughs> like conspiracy theory thing, drawing straight lines, you could probably make the point. But I get where you, it's like the same sort of mid-tempo song. Right. But I don't like, I guess it was one of those things in the 90s, like this idea that songs, you were very much tied to the radio back then. It was a very different time. And Everclear owned modern rock uh, for this album. And so, like, if you weren't, like, all the way in on them, like, they could be grading for that reason. Yeah. But if you were a fan of them, I totally get it why it would be. That's all. Yeah. And this wasn't even the biggest song on the album, and that song was everywhere. Yes. I, I want to make it very clear that I like that song. Okay. But now, in retrospect, I really don't like everything to everyone because it's a poorer version to me of I Will Buy You New Life. I think that's a fair assessment. Now, the next song, which was probably, it might be their most well-known song, like from a Pop society okay. structure. Hit it. Father of mine, tell me where have you Oh, yeah, been? we know this one. Of course. You know, just close my eyes, my whole world Let's listen to this Father one. Father of All right. mine, take me back to the We're fathers. Day. Yeah, when I was still your golden boy, back before you went away. I remember blue skies walking the block. I loved it when you held me high. I loved to hear you talk. You would take me to the movie. You would take me to the beach. Take me to a place inside that is so hard to reach. This was a monster hit. This is a crossover song, I think. Oh, yeah. This and I Will Buy You a New Life totally crossed over. And this one, like, if 
he he a lot of his singing was from a place of angst about struggles in his youth. Definitely, um, you can imagine. It's hard to imagine. Very, very lucky to have like parents who had a great relationship to still to this day. Like he's singing about that his dad was a piece of shit that that bailed on the family and he turned it into a song that became a huge hit. Not only do I like this song, Bob, I've got a lot of respect for the, for Art Alan Zakias for turning that into this. That's pretty impressive. You know what? You could um, you could knock Art and Everclear. You could knock Art for having a name like Bob. And you could knock Everclear for kind of becoming a, a, a joke in their later incarnations. But yeah. you got to respect the guy for tackling songwriting in such a unique way. Like, really just coming at it from, I have a shit life. I'm going to be as literal as I can be and write right. really poppy songs about how shitty my life is. Yeah, I think you're right. And this, I'm just looking it up now. It was the third top five. This is kind of what I was getting at earlier. It is the third top five modern rock tr- track signal, a single from So Much for the Afterglow. This album and this artist, they were inescapable uh, at this stage of their career. Peaked at number four. Also, number 24 in the adult top 40 and mainstream top 40 chart. So that is a legitimate crossover song. Yeah, and I feel like a lot of people, uh, when they see that uh, we pulled out Everclear for the podcast, they're going to be like, what? Who can't? What? Everclear? Who's that? Fuck them. No, this was everywhere in 1997 and 1998. You could not avoid Everclear. They were one of the biggest bands in the world. And they... Wow, this song came out in November, mid-November of 98. So it was late in the album cycle, too. Yeah, a year after. Because, yeah, those first few songs had legs. I like this part. Yep. Uh, Father of Mine, yeah, that's a winner, and that it has the Everclear like feeling and vibe to it, but it's definitely its own thing. Yeah, I would probably put that number two after Santa Monica. After Santa Monica? Oh, actually, no, shit. Damn, bro, I just got to look at the track listing. And I'm gonna say it. My favorite Everclear song outside Santa Monica is up next. Wow, here we go. Here it comes. This is a big time banger. Dan Hans is Everclear fan. <laughs> I guess so. Oh, yeah, yeah, He is so into this. Mm-hmm. More cowbell. More cowbell. I get it. Walking. I get it. Nice. Coming along to it. He is in. Wow. I love One Hit Wonder. How did this become your favorite Everclear uh, song? I always liked it. When it came out, I liked it. I think it was like maybe the last single on the album, as I recall. And it I think so, yeah. Hit. I think this was that. Um... But I always loved it. And then um, it became like a staple on gym mixes for me. It's like a really like good like pump-up song for me. I love One Hit Wonder. 
And then if you listen to lyrics, it's like kind of a cool song too, lyrically. God, do I like Everclear? Is that what's happening? Holy here? shit. I can't believe that this is happening <laughs> 20 years later. You're finally liking Everclear. Um, Our friendship would have been so much stronger in the 90s if you would have just, just given in to Everclear. <laughs> the way yeah you know who's in the video for this oh is it a hot actress it is a hot actress um i can't remember but it I is know. a young 1997 1998 Melissa milano christina hendrix really yes oh i have to check that out interesting you know what? we'll tweet it out we will tweet it out to everybody Let's just keep listening. This is the next track, El Distorto de Melosia. Yeah, this, I think we Melody hits. Distortion, is that what that means in Spanish? After, after, ha- after having some huge uh, crossover hits and your favorite Everclear song, it's time for some mid-album filler. An MFR in a big spot. Yeah, that sounds good. Anyway, um... Okay. I just broke... <laughs> One of Dan's uh, garage sofas. <laughs> My heel went right through. You just through collapsed it. it, and then your your body like lowered three inches. <laughs> yeah, that's not good. It's not good for the podcast. No, it's not good for anybody. All right, here. guys, we're gonna be doing a Kickstarter to get us a new couch <laughs> in the garage. Just a bunch of guys that need some furniture <laughs> for our podcast. Um, no, what I was gonna say. So you. <laughs> So they're not on, he's not on speaking terms with anybody else in the band at this point? Um, I don't know. I really don't know at this point. I know that he kicked everybody out and then re-released basically the entire catalog by himself because he didn't what want them this getting royalties. This horrible, by the way. This is barely a song. We could uh, we Yeah, could let's fade it out. Let's out. move on to amphetamine. Oh, I had a drug problem. All right. I oh, barely care about that, too. You're turning on him. You just <laughs> I got a feeling this album is going to crater in the back end. No, That's just no, my it'll prediction. be okay. It'll be all right. Um, anyway, so my, my wife, this is amphetamine. My wife, uh, grew up in Texas and she went to Baylor University. Um, but before she went to Baylor University, she, um, was a high school girl in the 90s, late 90s who I guess liked Everclear enough. Yeah. You know, everyone kind of, yeah. I guess, is like, yeah, all right, Everclear. Yeah. You married an Everclear fan. Um, not really, but she ended up going to a concert, I think, in Austin when she was a high school senior with her friend uh, Chi-Chi, uh, who's an actress here in Los Angeles now, and is still uh, we still know Chi-Chi. She's a great girl. And they were in the front row of an Everclear concert, and I believe it was the bassist. Craig Montoya. What's the guy that had a vaguely Native American yeah, vibe yeah. to him? He did the like, I'm gonna give you some eyes, Ooh. thing. Yeah. And then um, high school. He didn't. He didn't get girls. what he wanted. These were high school. Way. High school girls. Yeah. She okay. was. They were both uh, high school seniors, maybe juniors at the time, but probably seniors. He gave the eyes and and tried to make a, pl- a power play. Uh, he was not successful. Did he get him backstage? No, I think it just. Nothing really came of it, as I recall. Um, but that's my Craig Montoya story. 
That's barely a story. I feel like you're leaving things out. I feel like your wife definitely ended up backstage, <laughs> which is, would probably not be a good thing because I remember in the uh, the birth of the internet reading like groupie stories online about Art Alexakis and his um, disgusting diseased penis. Oh no! <laughs> is that a, a legend? Oh, alleged, yeah, yeah, no, allegedly, yeah, yeah, but that's what diseased me. It was like a website that we just, don't know for sure. It was all like girls that slept with rock stars, and they were just like it was like this one, like blog, like where they just all told stories. And I remember the girls that um, hooked up with Art uh, had not not great things to say. Well, we don't know what their intentions were, but that's certainly, if true, if he has a diseased cock. Not a great situation. I mean, you know what? The guy's done a lot of drugs. He sings about it. I'm surprised he's never written a song called My Diseased Cock. <laughs> I feel like that would be right. Part Even if of he it. bailed it and just called it like MDC. <laughs> and then uh, uh, filled with references to scabs and burning things. Of like that, uh, that Liz Fair song, YHC, Your Hot Cum. That kind of thing. <laughs> um, that's funny because there is like a, a subculture, internet subculture, as somebody that works at the NFL. Um Connected to, you know, a lot of players sleep around. Mm-hmm. What? What? Young, what? young professional athletes uh, that are rich and famous and typically um, attractive tend to get around. And there are like message boards about like which guys to stay away from. And I remember there was one player in particular, which I will not say who he is. What does his name rhyme with? I uh, can't do that either. <laughs> um, I could tell you after we're done uh, why I can't give any more detail. But... Um, the I guess it, maybe it's just like a, a terminology in that culture, but it was like, uh, stay away from so and so. He's got bugs. 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 I like that. Yeah. It's kind of no. kind, kind of perfect. Next track is called "Regrettably," white men in black suits. Let's listen. This is a good song. like i could play this song and i have no idea how to play guitar <laughs> this better be a fucking whopper of a chorus bob so, no it's just like a nice song telling a story you don't need big hooks every time you're not in <laughs> wait where did they skip the chorus yeah they don't need one what is white men in black suits about it's about white men wearing black suits and, you know, just All right, he's going. running out of ideas. You know, I don't here. remember. It's 20 years. Uh, I, I haven't heard the song in a while. But I definitely liked it in 97. All right. If you like white men in black suits, be sure to check out so much for the afterglow. We have four more songs to get to, Bob. This is kind of like, a, you know what? It's very like anti-1%, man. Art was ahead of his time. <laughs> um... We'll fade out on that. By the way, I just saw this next song that we're about to <clears throat> survive. Sunflowers. It made me think of wildflowers and 
Tom Petty, which uh, two weeks ago, or Tom Petty episode. Thank you to everyone that reached out to us. That was yeah, that was, that was a way great. that was a way better episode than this one, guys. So if you haven't heard that one, turn this off and go back. <laughs> <laughs> no, that that was great. We we really uh, it was a great. We actually recording it the night that Tom Petty died and and sharing our feelings about the man and all that. Uh, it seems like a lot of people that did listen to it uh, got something out of it, and uh, then we did our job in that case. So that was cool. yeah. So this is not Tom Petty. This is Everclear. This is Sunflowers uh, track and before, 10 on So Much for the Episode. Before you make little, more, any more settled little digs, <laughs> this is one of the best songs on the album. Okay, I'll listen. Open ears. This is a great song. I don't know if it's going to end up. So every episode, if you're a first time listener, uh, number one, why would you start with Everclear? Um, But number two, every episode we pick one song and put it on our Spotify playlist. Uh, I don't know if this is going to be that song, but I will tell you this song will end up on another one of my playlists because I have not heard it in so long. And it was one of my favorite songs. Wait, uh, wait, Dish Sister, yeah, you, what do you mean another pre- one of my playlists? Well, you know, I have multiple playlists. I'm sorry that I don't, you know, run them all by you. Dan, trying to kill a bug with a trophy right now. This is this is coming off the rails. <laughs> Here, listen to this part. Okay. This is the, like the first non-single Everclear track that I'm enjoying. All right. It's good. Yeah. So even if it doesn't end up on our Spotify playlist, I'm going to listen Everybody to Everybody know that it could end up on another playlist that Bob makes. Yes. That's the point I'm making. <laughs> I feel like so everybody would, needs to know that. <laughs> that would have been a nice little quick point, except while I was making it, just so you guys can see what I saw. Dan, there's a cricket, I think, or something. There's been a cricket this entire show. It's one thing if the cricket... All right, and listen. Dan is basically Bill Murray and Caddyshack. He can't <laughs> get past it, so he's been fixated on this cricket. Let's, let's like talk about the idea of a single cricket for 45 straight minutes circling towards us and then backing away and then coming back over and over again. I have no problems with crickets. Like He can do his own thing, but he's basically begging for me to kill him, and I, I finally had to, to step in, so I grabbed the 2017... Uh, NFL Shield softball trophy, which is how how big is that? Three it's feet tall. About three feet tall. Yeah, a three and, foot tall trophy. And I try to smash the cricket, but he's wily. He jumped out of the way. But look, he's just lurking in the shadows, waiting to circle back. I hope that cricket kills you. I hope that <laughs> cricket is the the thing that brings you down. Anyway, I like sunflowers, okay, Bob. Good. Let's move. Uh, on. Oh boy. Okay, this is gonna be. This sounds ponderous. I'm gonna keep open ears on this one, Bob. The next track is called "Why I Don't Believe in God." Let's find out why. Are you excited to find out why Art Alexakis does not believe in God? Yeah, I never really like put much thought into it, but now that I'm here and I'm about to find out, yeah, I have to say I'm legitimately curious. All right. Is that a banjo, Bob? A little bit. Okay. It's like a little bit of a banjo. Mm-hmm. 
him talking about his dad again? Get over it, bro. We already heard it <laughs> six tracks ago. At a certain point, he just needs a therapist. I know. It's like, dude, you're making millions off us, but you should see a therapist to actually talk about this stuff. All right. Yeah, we can, we can skip over Let's this one. On. All right. Next up, Like a California King. You see, I kind of like the, that title. This is a cool song. Okay. This is track 13 or 14. No, I think it's uh, is fourteen. I think fourteen might be a hidden track. Oh, what? Hating you for Christmas? That is a hidden track. <laughs> Some of these titles are getting me. A little bit <laughs> <fun>. <laughs> well, I didn't know that that was the title because it was just a hidden track. Okay, let's listen right, to it. Like a California King. It kind of sounds like an Everclear song. It does. Yeah. So this is the last real song. Okay. I'm, so, I'm fine skipping the hidden track. You don't need to hear Hating You for Christmas? No, it's a good song. It's fine. But I just feel like the experience of this album, we don't need it. I'm not even going to dock the album points for this. It's many albums. I like that Sunflower song. Uh, it happens to be sandwiched by two songs called White Men in Black Suits and Why I Don't Believe in God. But I won't hold that against Sunflowers. That's a nice song. Otherwise, once you get out of the that one, two, three, I Will Buy You a New Life, Father of Mine, One Hit Wonder. Nice little triplet right there. I could do without the rest of the album. But throw in everything to everyone. But that's in the top end of the album. Throw in Sunflower. That's what? Six songs out of 13? Yeah, which is a hit. In terms of like, if you buy an album, yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, but this is also why the uh, eventually the record industry crumbled, right? Is that once the technology advanced, where people weren't forced to buy fourteen or thirteen Everclear tracks when only six of them were good, right? Yeah, yeah. Now you, did, you, I'm sure you think what like ten of these songs are good, eleven maybe. Yeah, probably nine or ten. Yeah, that's fine. Or eleven, or maybe not 12, judging. Maybe twelve. I don't know. 13? Maybe 13 out of Hating 13. you for Christmas, 14? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I don't need the... Uh, the the Why I don't believe in God? Why, no, I was going to say the commercial for Prozac. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but... Um, no, it's been weird. I haven't listened to this whole album, obviously, in maybe 17 years. And uh, I don't know if it holds up. I think it is of the time. It's of its time. It's of its time. It was uh, fun to listen to. It was fun to discover you're an Everclear fan. I was for six songs. For about six songs. It doesn't make up for the um, <laughs> two decades of you being a dick about them. But <laughs> Well, I want to uh, now that let's let's finish the episode with uh, before we pick the uh, Spotify song. We should you need to talk about the Great War. Oh, I mean, there's really not too much here. I'm going to put Hating You for Christmas on while you talk about The Great War. I'm okay with that. That will, so, be, that will be the backing music here. So I guess a few years back, um, Art Alexakis and Mark McGrath decided to um, put together a, a tour. Wow. In That's the, like Einstein and Michelangelo. <laughs> well put. And uh, it was called The Summerland Tour, named after one of uh, Everclear's uh, 
songs from their first album. Okay. And uh, they've recruited bands like Marcy Playground and Fastball to uh, hit the road and cash in on some 90s nostalgia. And uh, I remember when it happened, I emailed everybody I know, like, we have to go. And then, like, I decided I wasn't going to go, but friends of mine went anyway. So I was responsible for that. <laughs> and they were like, it was the worst thing ever. But um, they did this tour. And then the next summer, I guess, like, over the course of the tour, they had a falling out. So then the following summer. Who, Alex Zacchaeus and McGrath? Yeah. Whoa. Because they were, like, the co-headliners. But I feel like at some oh, point shit. they had a falling out. So the following summer, there were two competing tours where it was like, once again, like Summerland 2, and then like whatever McGrath named his. Tour. Whoa, whoa, show some respect. We got to know the name I of it. I can't remember it. I'm All not right, going to. No, on. Let, let's not up. draw this out any longer than it has to be. What do you mean? This is by far the most interesting thing in this <laughs> podcast. I'm sure there's been movies about this that people can go watch. I'm sure there's been books written about this feud. His tour is called. <laughs> I love the 90s tour. No, that's not what it's called. Now that's what it is. Now it's that's probably something else that he doesn't own. He, it was called like the Out of the Blue Tour. It had like some name like that. Okay. But um, yeah, so then every summer I would send you guys the emails because it was so exciting to see like who, who they recruited. Like a, ba- like a game of pickup basketball for shitty 90s bands. It would be like Everclear, Fuel, mm. and Toad the Wet Sprocket versus... Sugar Ray, Smash Mouth, and Eagle Eye Cherry. Like, who are you going to go see? Imagine being in that situation. Ooh, Uncle Cracker. Who's he going to go with this summer? Like, if you had the choice between Uncle Cracker or Everlast, what would you choose? <laughs> it's like, well, do I get a House of Pain reunion nope. with Everlast? No, you, no? you just get that one album. Is Uncle Cracker on parole? I don't even know who he is. Are we sure that <laughs> we can get Uncle Cracker? I know He's he had available. some criminal issues. Yeah. Well, maybe you can go see the fun-loving criminals or <laughs> Deep Blue <Sim>. Something. <laughs> so, but yeah. in doubt, go to Sim. All right. Good story, Bob. Now it is time to pick the song we will add to the Spotify playlist. I have to say um, that I, I'm quite proud of our Spotify playlist. Um, when, you take, when you take a step back and look at it, it's a pretty badass playlist. It's good. Now that we're, uh, this will be, I think, number 19. It's like a legitimate. It's pretty play- saucy. It's a legitimate playlist now. If you haven't followed it yet, now's the time. It's like enough music that can keep you busy for a couple hours. And now we're going to add an Everclear song to it. Now, I, I surely am not the sled dog on this one, Bob. I, I want you to is choose Is that an expression? It. The sled dog? Yeah. I, I know what you're saying, but is that an expression? Yeah, I'm not going to lead the way on this one, buddy. Oh, okay. Yeah. I like it. Um, you're going to be the North Star, to use a corpo term. Really? Yeah. You're going to be the North Star in this. And I will, essentially, my only veto power is if you choose anything from track 8 through 14. <laughs> <laughs> Unless you're, like, hot about sunflowers, but you've already kind of been on record that that's going on a competing playlist or nope. something about another playlist. Private playlist. <laughs> you were too busy killing bugs with a trophy to even understand. I didn't even do it. Uh, <laughs> attempting to kill bugs. Um, you know what? I feel like, um, I placate you a lot on this podcast. I give you mm-hmm. a lot of what you want. I gave you maps last week. You didn't give it to me. I, mean, I know. No, it was yeah. the right, it was the right move, but I like, I like how you responded to one hit wonder. I like that. It's not one of the tremendous hits. It was a single, but it wasn't a big hit. 
I think that song could slide in perfectly mm. into this playlist. Oh, beautiful work, Bob. So as long as you're okay with that. You know I am. I legitimately think this is a great song. Great. And then we have another excuse to play the video with Christina Hendricks. Let's do that as soon as this episode is over. Done. Okay. So, all right. What do we... All right. Let's let's get the plugs in there. A little housekeeping. Uh, uh, we are on Twitter at ThrowbackPod. Uh, we have so an Instagram that we've never used. We're going to work on that. Are we're we working on that. Um, but the most important thing is, again, iTunes. If you go... Uh, if you give us a five-star rating, if you leave comments, we we will read them. We're going to read some comments. We're, we're, do, yeah, we're due to do that. that anyway. So uh, hit up iTunes and, and give us a rating and review and um, follow us on Twitter. And, and make don't, sure. Don't worry about Instagram. And tell time. the Everclear fan in your life that there's an Everclear podcast that they can listen to for an hour. I do like that Bob did. He was keeping it real there. He didn't say the Everclear fans in your life. The one fan. The single fan, potentially. He's out there. Get it. And tell them about this show and to listen to it. But, uh, all right, so thank you to everyone for listening. Uh, We will be back next week with another Everclear album. What? Another Everclear album. (laughs) (laughs) No? I want to do the album with AM radio on it. What was that one called again? Uh, Yeah. True story. Everclear put out. No, we're done. No no, more. No, Everclear put out. Two greatest hits album. Look it up. 9-11 was an inside job. Oh, no. <laughs> that was a HeadGum Podcast.